Parshas Vayera, as we know, we have amongst many famous episodes in this week's Parsha, we have the episode of Avram and Sarah being told that Sarah is going to be Zoycha to have a baby after so many years of not having a baby. And the Torah tells us very simply in Perikut Ches, we'll start with that. Avram, the Sarah, the Kainim, Boim, Bayomim. As we know, Sora laughed inside. You know, afterwards the Rabbi Shalom had to change him. Okay. The episode in this week's parish is a very, very powerful episode. It's an episode which is one of the Yisaitis of Yiddishkeit. Sarah comes and as she hears from these Malachim, from these Arabs, that she's going to have a child and she laughs. Rashi tells us what's the pshat, what does it mean she laughs. So Rashi tells us very simply, Mr. Keles, the mayor of Omer, she looks inside her, she sees her gush, she sees her body, she sees her age. And she says, it's not Shaykh. It's not happening. I'm not having a baby. I'm too old. I'm past that stage. The stage of women has gone already past me a long time ago. I'm old. It's not Nagaya anymore. There's a very, very powerful Ramban, Posuk Tezvov, where the Ramban asks a question. And the Ramban asks a very simple question. Why on earth did Sarah not believe the Malachim? These were Malachim. These were Malachim that came down from Shemaim with a mission. Why did Sarah Emenu not listen? Why did she not believe? She laughed as if Kino to say it's a joke. Come on, it's not Nagaya. So Ramban answers. He says, they have to understand, they didn't look like Malachim. They looked like human beings. They were in the form of human beings. They were Arabs. She didn't recognize that they were Malachim. Avram did. And therefore because of that, she did not believe them. But the Ramban ends with a very big Yisait. And it's this Yisait that I'd like to speak about tonight, which I believe is probably one of the most biggest Yisaitis of Yiddishkeit, which we all, Be'ez Hashem, need a Chizukin. The Ramban says, V'roi lo shetamin. She should have believed even though they were human beings. True. She, she, of course, if so, we would have seen them Malachim. Of course, she would have believed them. These were Malachim. But she didn't know that. These were regular human beings in the form of an Arab. So, says the Ramban, V'roi lo shetamin. Oi, shetamin amen. Kenios, yasa Hashem. She should have said amen. Answer amen. No, you get a bracha. You say amen. That's what the Ramban answers. That's the Ramban's taina on Sora Menu. And as we've said so many times in previous years, and we've even said it this year, the famous Ramban, Maisa Ovis, Simon Labonim, there's a purpose for this episode. There's a reason why the Torah is telling us what's going on over here as a message for our own lives. What's the message? Comes along the Manchester Rosh Hashiva Zechat Sadiq, the Kodesh, the Rachel of Segal, and he says an unbelievable idea. And he says, just take a step back for a moment. Sora Menu is 90 years old. But even in those days, that was considered to be old. She had stopped the regular cycle of women. It wasn't shy to have a baby. All of a sudden, walk in three Arabs and say, Ah, 
You're going to have a baby. And she's meant to answer Amin. That, that's the Ramban. He's asking a question on the Ramban. What, what does the Ramban want from her? Yes, Amin. Yes, you're 100% right. It's a joke. It's, 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 like, it's almost like somebody walks in here and says, I'm going to give you a bracha that you're going to be the President of the United States of America. And you're going to get there and say, Oh, Mamish, with Allah Kavonis. Oh, man! You Mamish believe it, right? It's not Makaya. It's a joke. You laugh, right? It's not again. Ask the Manchester Rashiva Zatzel on this Ramban. What is the Pshat? What is the Tainan Sora that she didn't believe them? The Ramban says clearly she should have believed them, even though they were human beings. The Malachim obviously have a Tainan, but they were human beings. It's a joke. What, did, what, what does the Ramban want from Sora to understand? Says the Manchester Rosh Hashiva Zatzal, a tremendous Yisoyed. A Yisoyed which is a Yisoyed for all of our lives. A Yisoyed that hopefully we can work on throughout our lives. And he says, it's only not the time of the Ramban was, that Sora Menu came along and thought, it's impossible, it's not going to happen. And therefore she laughed. Says the Ramban, what we have to realize is not that way. When you're dealing with the Rabbi Shalalim, even though there were human beings that came, but there's a Rabbi Shalalim in the world. And the Rabbi Shalalim can do anything. Nothing is impossible when it comes to the Rabbi Shalalim. So yes, there were human beings. Obviously, if they were Malachim, there wouldn't have been Akasha. But there were human beings. And theoretically, she should, said the Ramban, how the Manchester Shishiva learns Pshat in the Ramban. She should have understood and she should have believed. Obviously, Kafi Madre Gosa. We don't understand. It's a Sore Menu, obviously. But the fee where she was holding, the Rabbani Shalalim could do anything. And you're coming along to say, ah, it's not Nagaya. Aramun in Hashem is not that the Rabbani Shalalim created the world and then said, all right, guys, you're on your own. Enjoy. That's not Pshat. As we say, it's constantly steering the Gansavel. The whole world is being steered with the Rabbi Shalom steering it. And sometimes we live our lives that we're not connected. Of course, we do what we have to do. We daven when we have to daven. We learn when we have to learn. We do the mitzvahs that we have to do. But how many people can honestly get up and say, I live with Hashem? In every action I do, in everything I say, wherever I go, whatever I look at, whatever I listen to, it's all living with Hashem. That, says the Manchu Rosh Hashiva, is something that we have to work on our previous Ramban. It's that Emun and the Rabbeinu that was the tainer against Sarah. Yes, it's impossible, or seemingly so. You're 90 years old, it's not Negea to have a baby. You're not becoming the President of the United States, you probably don't even want to. But the point is that when there's the Rabbi Shalom involved, he could do anything. There's nothing that's impossible. There's a Gemara in Gitten and Vavam and Aleph. Where the Gemara tells us a little bit of an understanding to how people lived. And perhaps how maybe we can live also. Says the Gemara in Gitten. Nun Vavam and Aleph tells us, brings a Maiser of Yechanon ben Zakai. Rabbi Yechanon ben Zakai left Yerushalayim and he went to visit the Kezah. And he got there and he said to the Kaiser, Shalom Aleichem Melech, you're the king. And the Kaiser said to him, said to Rebeleza, Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakai, you're Chayiv Misa on two accounts. He said, count number one, 
is he says, I'm not a king, so how can you call me a king? And count number two, if I was a king, why didn't you come until now? So Yerushalayim ben Zakeh answered him and he said, the fact that I called you a king, again, not going through the whole Gemari, but a remez from one of the Psukim. There was a remez, there was a hint in one of the Psukim that whoever has Yerushalayim will be a king, and since you have Yerushalayim, must be going to be the king. Can you imagine? Here's Yerushalayim ben Zakeh, one of the most powerful people in the entire world, and he says Yerushalayim Misa, and he answers him with a remez and a pasuk. Do you know why? Because he believed. There's total and absolute emuna and betochen in the Ravoy Nishalayim. When you believe that way, there's nothing that's impossible. Everything can happen. And people, the truth is, people do struggle from this. Uh, I received an email recently. I want to read you just a small part of it because most of it's not negated to the Shea. It was a Yid, somebody I taught a number of years ago and he sent me an email, he just broke off on himself, became... He's a working guy and he's went on work by himself. He was working for a company and then he decided he's going to make his own business and he's struggling. And he says as follows, he says, which brings me to my current struggle. I'm generally someone with rather good emun and betachen, but unfortunately since venturing on my own, I'm feeling so lost. I've come to the realization that my greatest struggle is communicating with Hashem. Isn't that unbelievable? How many people could say that their greatest struggle is communicating with Hashem? I know Hashem exists and I know everything only happens if Hashem chooses, etc. But there's such a fogginess. It's so unclear with regards to Ishtadlis, knowing what Hashem wants me to do, which direction to go. What should I do? I wish I had Navua. I mean, how do we properly communicate with Hashem? How do we know that if I think Hashem wants... It's true, it's I'm thinking, maybe I'm biased, maybe I'm not educated or knowledgeable enough to know. But here is someone who wants to know, how do you live with Hashem? And that's a question we have to understand, because sometimes it all starts in the head. You know, it reminds me of a story. There was somebody in the restaurant, and he calls over the waiter. And the waiter says, what can I do for you? He says, it's boiling hot in here, please do me a favor, could you put in the air conditioning? He says, sure sir, with no problem. And the waiter leaves the room. Fifteen minutes later... The fellow calls the waiter again. He says, waiter, come here. I have a good problem. Waiter says, what can I do for you, sir? He says, it's freezing here now. It's not much freezing. Can you switch off the air conditioning? He says, sure, no problem. I'll switch off the air conditioning. He goes off. He goes out the room. The waiter comes back inside. He's serving. A few minutes later, the guy calls him back. He says, it's boiling hot in here. It's crazy. Please, switch on the air conditioning again. So the waiter says, sure, sir, no problem. And as he's going out the room, a fellow, another person sitting on another table says, I feel so bad for you. He says, why do you feel bad to me? He says, because this guy's driving you crazy. Every minute, on, off, on. Is he driving you crazy? He says, no, no, no. I'm actually driving him crazy. He said, what do you mean? He says, no, there's actually no air conditioning in this restaurant at all. Right? And it just shows you that whatever goes on in here affects what goes on outside. Which means that if we want to start living with Emunah, we have to start thinking we're inside. Because then it affects the outside. There's a Mordeka Rabbeinu Yoyna. Rabbi Yoyin is in Mishlei Peri Gimel, and he explains what is Betochen, and Imamish goes on these lines. Says Rabbi Yoyin in Mishlei, what the meaning of Betochen is, and he says that it means that a person believes with total, total belief that everything the Rabbi Shalom does, even things that are quote-unquote nature, that the Rabbi Shalom has the koyach, the power to deviate from nature, and he continues and says, even if a person is Rahman and Islam, Nalainu, deathly ill, and the doctors say there's no hope, there's a Rabbi Nishalalim who can change anything, even the course of nature. 
Dovid HaMelech in Tehillim, Perik Samach Beis, tells us, that we have to trust in the Rabbi Shalom at every moment. HaKadosh Baruch could do anything, but if we really believe that the Rabbi Shalom could do anything. That was the Taina, said the man of Shiva Zatzal on Sarah. And you know, sometimes you have to take a little bit of a step back and think, where is the Amuna? Sometimes people have spakers. I've spoken to people. You know, it's, it's people, are, you know, a little bit of chizik. So I want to mention something which I think I've mentioned it before, but most people weren't here. So I want to mention it again. You know, not that long ago, the astronomers believed that there were only 2,000 stars in the heaven. Well, that's what they assumed. Uh, they figured it out now that there are over 100 billion stars. Our galaxy is only one of 100 billion galaxies. Can you realize what that is? Right? There are pictures of galaxies that are one and a half billion light years away. Hashem, the created a world with such perfection. It's impossible for it to have just developed with a bang or developed in any other way. It's pure perfection. You know, our galaxy travels 250,000 miles per hour. And there are galaxies at that time rocketing across the sky with a tachlis, with a siba, with a reason. They discovered, for example, a neutron star. So the neutron star condenses, it's a star that condenses with such density that it's so heavy that if you would take one teaspoon, one teaspoon, it's one little teaspoon of this neutron star, it would weigh approximately 3 billion tons. Okay? Could you just, just imagine that idea. It's like, 50, it's, it's like 50 million elephants in one. One teaspoon. You know, if this little piece would fall, chas shalom onto earth, it would pierce from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth. Everything was created with such precision. There's no hefkeiris. Everything was with a cheshben. The Rabbi is... The world was created and continues to work through the Rabbi Yishlam Ashkachopratis. You know, the world rotates, as we know, once in 24 hours. These neutrons, which are pretty heavy, rotate 642 times a second. Each time they actually go past, they emit a radio signal every 1.33731109 seconds. Now, by the way, there's many cheshboinists for all of this, Alpi Torah and Alpi Nigla Venista, which obviously is not our sugya. But, you know, I'll give you another one last example. Take an electron. Electron is very, very small. Right? There's, there's billions and trillions of electrons. The, the, the weight, you know, you take a billion trillions electrons is the weight of a, of a millionth of a paper clip. Not much nothing. Yet, ounce for ounce, every electromagnet power is 100 billion times stronger than the weakest nuclear force stronger than gravity. Is anybody still with me? You know, if you would take, just, I'll, I'll just one last thing. If you would take a bag of two, one bag, with two pounds of electrons and hang it on the moon, the moon would actually fall down. That's the Mitzvah. Okay, you know, you, 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 why doesn't this happen? Because there's a Rabbinish Lanim in the world. Everything was created in such perfection. And if you take a moment to think about how the Rabbinish created the world, you think about how Rabbinish could do anything. There is nothing that is impossible. Rabbi, so I want to end with two Gavaldigamaisas. Two Gavaldigamaisas. There was a Yid called Sholem. And he made his living selling Arak, liquor. And one time the Balshemtov, Heidegger Balshemtov, came into town to collect money for poor people, as he did many times. And this Yid Sholem welcomed him, the Balshemtov, please come stay by me. 
and his kids were excited as Atzadik in the house, what a beautiful schos, and they kept him there for some time as he went around town collecting money for the poor people. And then a couple of days later, the Vashemtov turns to his host and I would like to thank you so much. It's been wonderful here. You've been a wonderful host. I'd like to move on to the next town. Can I please move on? And the guy says, no, please, please stay another day. And I'll do anything. He says, how can I stay? I have to collect money for the poor people. He says, I'll, I'll give you money. How much do you have? How much berach do you make? He told him, I'll make a berach, 100 rubles a day. 100 rubles a day, I'm going to pay you. 100 rubles a day, stay with us. And he pays him 100 rubles. The next day he begs him, please, I've got another 100 rubles. The next day he managed to scrape together, he borrowed a little bit of money for people, he got together another 100 rubles. And then he was out. He didn't know what to do. He had no money left to offer. All he had was some kind of stone that he used for emergencies. This was his stone that he backed up, which was in the safest place. Then in case of emergency, he used the stone, he sold it, he managed to get the money that he needed until he got more money and he got back the stone, because this stone was what he relied on. And he sold the stone and he couldn't have made the Balshantov stay there. Eventually, there was nothing left. There was not a penny found. There was no stones. There was not even food in the house. His kids were starving. And the Balshantov realized he had to move on, and he moved on. Many years later, the, um, many years later, the Balshantov was coming back into the same place. And he wanted to meet this fellow Shalom, so he asked around, where do I meet Shalom? He sold like, liquor, he sold Arik, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's the, um, where do I find him? So they find him, they show him to some place, that's Mamash, a beautiful, beautiful, massive mansion, got a tremendous amount of money, an unbelievable amount of money. And what had actually happened was that when the Balshemtov left, so there was no money, there was nothing. That night some drunkards went to the door, and as that was happening, he was davening in his home. The Shalom was davening in his home because there was nothing to eat. There was not a penny. There wasn't even his stone that was back up for emergencies. He didn't know what to do. So he davened to the Rabbani Shalom. And as that was happening, a knock on the door. And there were a bunch of drunkards there. And they were banging the door. and said, we heard you sell liquor. Give us something. Give us some alcohol, please. And he said, I don't have anything. It's empty. Put water in the barrels. At least let us taste it. And they did. And he got money. He was able to get more money. He was able to put himself back on his own two feet until he was able to become one of the richest people in the town. And the Volshemtov met him. And finally he came in. He sees this beautiful mansion with his marble and waiters and butlers. And then the, the host comes in. And he sits down with his highly guest at Tzadik the Volshemtov. And he says to the Volshemtov, Tzadik, I have one question. How could you do this to me? How did you leave me? You knew I was spending money, 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 my stone, my emergency stone. You left me with nothing. Yes, Baruch Hashem, the Rebbein looked after me. But you left me. How could you do that? You know what the Baal said? He said, I knew the Gzair in Shemaim. You were about to make a lot of money. But it was totally in one thing. You were relying on that stone. That stone was your emergency. That was your backup. Rebbein said, I have a stone. Until I got rid of that stone. And you realized that you had to rely on the Rebbein Now you can make the money. That's what the Baal Shem Tov taught him. I want to end with one last thing. Anybody knows the Maisa with the Lechavitcha? It's a Gavaldiga, Gavaldiga Maisa. It's a famous Maisa. Bunal Dasvarim. The Lechavitcha had a Maisa like this. One of his Hasidim got in a terrible accident. Terrible accident. His legs were crushed and bones. It was, it was Gefelech. He couldn't walk in a wheelchair. And the Lechavitcha came to visit him, came to Mavakal Choylim, came to visit him, and he walks in. And, the, and he sees his chassid like this. He says, Oy vai, what are we going to do? Let's dove him to do a bayin yishalaylam. So he says, sure, no problem. And he opens up a siddah. And he gets to the words in Shemayin Eser, Roi fe'chaylim. The bayin yishalaylam is Roi fe'chaylim. 
And the Rebbe turns to the Chos and he says, Tell me, you believe that the Rabbi Nishalayim is right for Chaylim? He says, Avada, sure, I just said the words, right? Of course I believe. Shakran, you're a liar. You don't believe it. Let's try again. Let's go again. Start Shmoneh all over again. And they say, Veroifer Chaylim. The Boy Nishlam is Veroifer Chaylim. He says, Don't stop. You believe? He says, Avada, I believe. You Shakran, you're a liar. You don't believe. Let's do it again, third time. And by this time, when he gets to Roifer Cholim, the Chassid is crying, tears are coming down his face, he's crying his eyes out. And the Rebbe says, do you believe that the Rabbani Shalom is Roifer Cholim? He says, Rebbe, yes, believe Shalom, Mamish, I believe the Rabbani Shalom could do anything. The Rebbe said, if that's the case, stand up and start walking. And he stood up and he started walking. Because he believed that the Rabbani Shalom is Roifer Cholim. And then the Rebbe told him, stay in bed for a little bit longer, so it shouldn't be an Ein Hora. Rabbi Isai, the Ramban in this week's parasha, is telling us, as the way the Manchester Rosh Hashiva Zatzal learns it, with Taina against Sora. Again, something that we can't understand, Sora mainly was on Azar level, but at least Kifi her Madrega, that there was a Taina that she should have believed. Because when a person has such a moon in the Rebunch, when a person lives with Hashem, that whatever he does, whether it's cross the road, whether it's go shopping, whether it's do business, whether it's learn a toastless, whatever it may be, it's only because I have the Rebunch Shalom, everything is possible. All the things that we thought are not possible, are yes possible. Because there's a Rebunch Shalom being manhig the world. We should take a learn this lesson, understand this lesson, and not only learn the lesson, understand the lesson, live with this lesson, Be'ez HaShem.